0: All right, everyone. Welcome to episode seventy-seven of the Scarlet Faithful podcast. I am your host and co-founder, Aaron Brightman. and this is Tuesday, May twenty-third. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been a wild few days in Rutgers land. It's also been a wild few days for me at work. Had a special project going on, so I worked into Friday night, all day Saturday, into Saturday night. Uh, the last two days have been pretty busy, and just in terms of covering everything that's going on with Rutgers athletics and processing everything as well as a longtime fan, uh, it's been it's been busy. So I wanted to take this episode to obviously address the news that broke uh, a few hours ago: four-star point guard Delquan Warren decommitting from Rutgers basketball class of two thousand twenty-four. And want to just talk more also about the outlook, the reactions, the long term. And yes, I know people are going to be annoyed by some of my takes because I am the poster boy for some to be this super positive, always rah-rah, pom-pom-waving Rutgers fan. And it's not actually true. If you've followed my stuff for years and years and years, I hope that I come across as someone that approaches things with logic, someone that approaches things with a levelness and reason uh, in in looking at things. And and I think if you've even followed my coverage the last few days, I have not sugarcoated the fact that losing Cam Spencer on the roster for next season is not a positive thing; it's a bad thing. Does that mean that the season is over? No. Does that mean there's not time for Rutgers to go out and replace him in some shape or form and evolve from it? Yes. Does that mean I'm waving the pom-poms? I Maybe so. Uh, but in terms of Warren, let's start there. I have a little bit of a list here. This might be a little bit of a rant. Uh, but I hope that everybody can at least listen to the idea that reactive panic is not a good thing. And not only is it not a good thing, it's not even reality based. Sometimes it's easy to hear one thing and freak out, but maybe there's times you can connect dots or you could look at things from a chess approach versus checkers. And It's easy as fans emotionally to get caught up in the heat of the moment. Uh, We see that after games, after losses. Uh, We see that after wins, right? Sometimes we overreact to wins. We overreact to losses. The offseason has very much become kind of on that level, uh, which for me is I'm in a unique position to kind of feel that wave come in, try to decipher it and try to spin things back in the sense of how should you process everything that's happening. So I hope that you know I serve as some help in that regard. And I'm just shooting from the hip in terms of how I react to it. And so Delquan Warren, decommitting. I really like him as a player. I talked about the 24 class last week, ranked number two nationally coming into uh, this week. Uh, they're now down to number seven. Delquan Warren was number 61 ranked recruit in the class 24. One of the best point guards, defensive point guard. First is shooting 58% in the UIBL this summer so far. Is it tough to lose a highly recruited guard at, at that level? Of course, of course it's never a good thing uh, on the face of it. It never, uh, you know, I really liked the way this class was fitting the vision that Paykel has this class i spoke of that at length last week uh but if you look at things in context and also the way warren has uh, commented you know he told joe tipton that uh Rutgers is, is still at the top of his list uh and that he told bobby darren of 24 7 sports that nil is not the factor here and that he rushed to a decision and he wants more time if you remember back he committed actually january 2nd so right when Rutgers beat number one purdue he soon after publicly said that he was taking official visits to other programs. He said that right after he committed. I don't know if you remember that or enough people know that or remember that, but he did. And quickly kind of backtracked and said, no, no, I'm 100% firm with Rutgers. I, 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 don't, I know it's hard for some to believe, but I, sometimes I think recruits don't even fully understand the process and when you're committed somewhere that means you're not visiting anywhere else so i think that happened in january so for this to happen now may 23rd it it shouldn't be a complete shock uh it's disappointing is there a chance he still signs with Rutgers? i think there's a chance but i i think usually when these things happen they don't they don't come back uh so we'll see and I'm not going to speculate on the exact reason, but I I, I do think that he's being honest, that he, he rushed to a decision, and good for him to make that decision now. I mean, it is May 23rd, early signing period six months from now. There's time. There's time. Rutgers still has a top recruiting class with Lathan Somerville, number 92. Or three ranked recruit in the top 124. And then you have, of course, East Bailey. And then the big fish, not that East Bailey isn't a bit, they're basically two big whales in the ocean at the same time, drifting towards Piscataway. East Bailey and Dylan Harper. Dylan Harper, we're waiting on a decision. It's not going to come before the Peach Jam in July. But let's then segue to the news yesterday hiring Marlon Williamson as assistant coach first reported by Jerry Carino and on the face of it the name didn't really ring any bells you know he he uh so the obvious connections here right he coached with Brandon Knight at Pitt as an assistant under under Jamie Dixon for two years 2014 to 2016 he's bounced around a little since then he was at um liu and then he was uh most recently eastern michigan neither have been very successful he did coach the NSA tournament at pitt and UMass prior to pitt he has strong aau ties uh to the michigan detroit area he was a part of uh the program uh, of course i'm forgetting at the moment uh where he was um but he has strong ties out there i think it's called family um and the point is, is there can be more to just current background, right? And he has, he's got roots. He's, he's trained NBA players. Uh, people point out Draymond Green. He, he's trained a bunch of players from the Michigan area. Um, and, you know, it's an interesting background. Is there names out there that people wanted or were more interested in Yes. Uh, again, this goes to me. Uh, I'm just looking up here in terms of, yeah, he played at Youngstown State. And then his AAU ties the family. I was right. 2003 to 2012. And uh, he's also, uh, you know, trained a bunch of now NBA players. So it's an interesting background. recruiting's everything. He gives Rutgers Midwest recruiting ties. He gives Rutgers stronger AAU ties. He has familiarity with Knight. And credit to Richie schneider of the Knight Report uh, connecting the dots from Marlon Williamson to East Bailey's AAU coach. And I uh, don't have his name on but said there's a, a really strong connection there. So hiring him. It increases the footprint of recruiting it makes brandon knight happy kind of a good guy to keep happy second most important person in the Rutgers men's basketball program outside of steve Peichel. making a lot of money as associate head coach brings in former co-worker former assistant coach at Pitt, both of which have connections ties to ace bailey so you're strengthening your ties and relationship with Brandon Knight, you're strengthening your relationships and ties with Ace Bailey. Not bad things at all. What the roles will be, who will coach, you know, the big men. I know people wanted an offensive mind. I know people, you know, wanted uh, Rutgers connections with Jay Mitch, Jonathan Mitchell, and Brett McConnell, both worthy candidates. There were some other names thrown around. Um, But this is the hire. And like I said, there's more than meets the eye of these things in terms of relationships and Rutgers needs to expand their footprint recruiting-wise. You know, New England is a, is a big area for them. Going into the Midwest, going into Michigan in the Big Ten, that that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, I understand the um, frustration or kind of disappointment that other names did not get hired. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, Brandon Knight has done an amazing job with Rutgers and recruiting wise on the court, develop player development, keeping him solid at Rutgers is, is a priority. And I'm not saying he was a flight risk or anything like that, but this move certainly helps solidify his presence at Rutgers even more, I would think. And having ties to Ace Bailey, both with Knight and now Williamson doesn't hurt either. Now, NIL, I know that everyone is freaking out. And I want to say this constructively and as politely as I can. The Knights of the Raritan Collective, I think, have done a good job. Those guys, first of all, all of them have put their their Rutgers fandom out there. They have put countless hours into this thing and it's hard and it's hard and and I tweeted this yesterday about Rutgers this is not a NIL issue specifically for Rutgers in terms of not being able to raise funds that this is a uh long term problem at Rutgers for years and years and years and years and years that's why facilities not just with athletics but with the entire university is so far behind and is catching up now but there's been fundraising issues forever at Rutgers and it's a kind of a cultural problem. I think part of it is being a commuter school for a lot of people Um, going, I mean, I remember when I was at Rutgers in the late nineties, how many people would go home on the weekends and, you know, people don't, don't even live at Rutgers sometimes. And, you know, you have a lot of uh, international students that then go home Um, sports, you know, for a long time were bad. I, I, I know there's more to it. I think New Jersey, you know, you have a lot of pro sports, Uh, You have a lot of other things going on. We're not in the Midwest where there's nothing, you know, it's Nebraska and that's it. Uh, So there's a lot of identity issues, I think, at Rutgers that lend things to be challenging in the fundraising department. I also think we have a lot of big alumni that don't donate. And who am I to tell them to donate all their money, But or a lot of their money? But, um, you know, we don't have that kind of, culture built in like other universities do as much. There are some that have given a lot and a lot, a lot of money and the towers, they're not even alumni. They've given millions of dollars to Rutgers. So um, my point going back to, to KTR, you know, John Newman's done a, a really good job in terms of organizing, in terms of communicating, they've done that million dollar match. That was a huge success. You know, what I think has maybe contributed to some of the panic of late is now you have the cam Spencer decommitment. It was NIL financial related. And then you have John talking to Brian Fonseca this past weekend about, and I'm glad that there's, you know, transparency. Transparency is good. Um, but that basically the collective has a million and a half dollars and to be competitive, we need $10 million a year. So, <laughs> uh, I understand why he said that, but I do think that it's helped create some more panic now because I think longtime Rutgers people, fans, alumni, they know that that's a really high number for for Rutgers to get to in terms of collective fundraising donors, and and ultimately, yes, I mean you need some big donors to, to step up. I mean to hit that number, and and and. I respect him that 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 he's putting that number out there. I know that he's been frustrated and been critical in the past of people uh, not being willing and not getting on board. And you know, I see it too with Rutgers fans. You know, there's there, there's certain fans that you know. and the, I addressed it yesterday. I think about the whole scholarship. Take away their scholarship. They're making it. out. I mean, it's it's a silly argument, and there's a lot of silly opinions out there. Also, the people blaming Geo Baker today. And I tweeted about that, that that's uh, a Rutgers pastime at this point. And no, I'm not just talking about the tweets today. You don't have the context. uh, You know, read the message boards for the last four years. And, you know, there's there's a lot more to what I was just talking about than this tweet, but I'm not going to get into that right now. But my point is not everything – NIL is super important and Rutgers has to get more competitive with it. At the same time, I think applying the fact that NIL is the main decision maker for everyone is not true. You know, and I, I reported that it was for Cam Spencer and it was, but it's not for everybody. And Rutgers has to be more competitive in NIL, but when things go wrong, it doesn't mean just blame NIL. Don't blame KTR. Don't blame. That's nice to the Raritan. Don't blame you know, the programs for not being proactive enough, whatever that is, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of things, factors that still apply that that existed before NIL. And when when Delquan Warren says that NIL wasn't a reason for his decommitment, I believe him. And people want to come up with conspiracy theories all the time, and I love conspiracy theories, I'll admit, uh, but... Sometimes it's on face value, you know, and and, and that goes for Cam and that goes for Delquan Warren. And if a kid says he made a decision too quick, you have to respect that. So I do think some of the panic was created by the fact that people feel we're very far away uh, from being where we need to be with NIL. I think it's from what John's saying. I mean, I I, I believe him. Um, But I think that at the same time, Again, it kind of goes back to chess versus checkers in terms of everyone kind of just taking a breath and not reacting in the moment. And there are things that have to happen that aren't just gonna be fixed by a hundred fans deciding to donate. And then and we KTR needs every dollar. But at the same time, like I said, it goes to there's a there's a identity issue with Rutgers and fundraising and the university as a whole, not just with NIL, but with everything They, 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 you know, I I don't know how it's ever been properly addressed and I don't know how, you know, I don't have all the answers, but um, it's an identity issue. And it's unfortunately impacting NIL. It's impacting Knights of the Raritan. I think they're trying, but it's, Everyone's now quick to jump to NIL as the root of all evil and that Rutgers is hopeless and can never keep up. And I I don't think that that's true. I don't think that's true. I think there's still a lot of factors that people take into things. And that's why, you know, thinking that Rutgers men's basketball is going to fall apart now is a mistake. And yes, I did a podcast yesterday talking about Steve Peichel being able to adjust and I don't feel any different today than I did yesterday just because Delquan Warren decommitted and people are saying it's been a brutal stretch. Yeah. Cam left Delquan decommitted. nadongo decommitted. I don't think Warren decommitted has anything to do with Carl Hobbs leaving. Let's not forget that he got Noah Fernandes not that long ago, top 50 transfer. And he got Lathan in Somerville. And I know it's easy to say this now. I get it. But if I want, a highly skilled big man versus a defensive first point guard. I'm going highly skilled big man every time. And they got Lathan Somerville and there's a relationship there with TJ Thompson and Marcellus Somerville, his father played together overseas. If I had to choose one, I would choose Somerville. And it kind of matches up better with Bailey and Harper. It gives you, combo guard a wink forward and a center possibly a stretch four or five that's what some of it wants to become but the the, the three of them are, are more unique than as the four right so my kind of finish i think is what i want to say is pico has figured things out before And the portal is is becoming even a bigger factor. And Rutgers has pieces to to play with now in terms of the portal. And this roster for next season, it's not just going to fall apart. It's not. It's not. And you still have really good pieces in the mix. And we're waiting on Cliff. We're waiting on Paul. We're waiting on Jermichael Davis. We're waiting on Dylan Harper. There's a lot of things out there and people are filled with fear right now that because of NIL, Rutgers is going to fall apart. I disagree. And I think that everybody has to take a breath and there's a long-term picture here and there are pieces in place and there are leaders in place that aren't just going to come crumbling down because of NIL and people decommitting. And the better you get, the more adversity you face, you know, when you're bad, you don't have these problems because nobody wants to play there anyway. And I think that as fans, we're still adjusting. You know, I think one side effect that we never thought about for Rutgers to get good was that Rutgers has transitioned now from the hunter to the hunted. They're not, an elite Big Ten team; they're not a perennial top, you know, Sweet Sixteen and state tournament team yet. But men's basketball is more the hunted than the hunter, you know. And you're going to have other programs, high major programs, going after them now, especially now that they think that you know Rutgers has no NIL money. And I, I don't think that's completely true. And it's not just about the collective; it's about other donors also. And let's not forget Knight Society, Geo Baker working on stuff. I think some stuff's going to come out soon in the positive. But it's not just what you know. It's not just what you see. There's other things going on. There's back channels. There's, you know, there's more going on than people, I think, see on the face of it. And you can't just make a a knee-jerk reaction based on what you see. You have to understand that we don't know everything in plain sight. And you have to have a little faith. And I know as Rutgers fans, that's a hard thing to do. And since Rutgers has become good, People are coming for us, you know. When Rutgers has bad news, people love it. People eat it up on social media. They eat it up. And the because the longer that Rutgers is good, there's the reality that Rutgers isn't going anywhere. And hey, you used to there was a comfort in them being the whipping boy. And that's no more. And it's not gonna be. So Hopefully, you step off the ledge, you take a breath. I say, support Knights of the Raritan, support John Newman, support the collective, support Knight Society, support Rutgers. If you can give, great. If you can't, that doesn't mean you're not a great fan. But think about your reactions, you know, and you it, maybe, and I think about it all the time, like you don't have to just freak out because everybody else is, it's not, not a hurt effect, you know, when someone. Message me today, every Rutgers fan is freaking out. What do you mean? That's not true. Social media is an exaggeration of a lot of things. And the Rutgers fan base on social media is not the entire Rutgers fan base. And we all just have to get through it. And this is the part, too, that this is the journey. This is when Rutgers goes farther than they ever have in the Steve Peichel era, in the modern era we can sit back and laugh about these days and it's may and we're all super invested in the ruckers dance basketball and that's a good thing seems like pretty good timing on my daily podcast these days (laughs) because there's no way i'd be able to keep up writing about it this way but i really think that yes i get it it's concerning yes nil's concerning uh there's concerns but concerns shouldn't lead to flat-out panic because there's a lot of positives built up To There's stability, there's infrastructure, there's culture, there's leaders, there's good players already. There's a lot of positives too. So when you just hear negative news, you have to look at the whole, not the one thing. So I think I've done ranting for today. And thank you for listening and watching once again. And I'll be back tomorrow.